but you sound so sexy. Greetings and welcome. Wait a minute, that is not the right intro. Let me back that up. That's for another podcast. Hey, 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 backloggers. That's right. You haven't heard us in a while, or maybe you need to go back and listen to some episodes because you've been missing us. We've been missing you. Well, we've been missing some of you because some of you have jumped in on our Discord channel, and we've been chatting with you this whole time, so it's like we've never gone anywhere. But now we're here, and we have a ton of questions to get through. We have things to talk about that we've been playing, and just life in general. So, I'm here to lead the way. I'm Ryan, Mathman1024, and I'm joined by my good friend, my good pal, Mr. Blaze Knight himself. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Be honest with you guys, hanging in there, doing pretty good for the most part, but feeling a little under the weather. Not, not crazy under the weather, but just a little, but I think I'll be all right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you were a bit under the weather. Um, you might want to try to turn the volume on your mic up a little bit. I mean, I don't have any way to compare it to, so it just seems right now it's kind of low compared to the volume that I have on my computer. It doesn't look like it's recording. No, it is. It should be. I hope. So I'm not getting a wavelength reaction there. Oh, I see it. Okay. There, there, Times whenever I've been on and I don't see my own wavelength, but it it does record. Well, even if it doesn't record, it's just having a good conversation with a good friend, right? Right. All right. So, um, what's what's new? What's been going on? Well, so I know we usually start with what is the most the best thing that's happened since the last time we recorded. And there's been a couple of episodes we've recorded that might be editing monsters that I don't know that we'll get to. But <laughs> And I will say that part of that is my fault because of my horrible internet, which hopefully is now fixed. Fingers crossed. I, I think you, you've had pretty good internet lately because you've been streaming quite a bit and it looks like it's been pretty stable. Whenever Zero I drop it. frames. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but if I were going to roll back to the question and say what's been the best thing that's happened to me since the last time we recorded, I'll, I'll say it was probably um, the time surrounding my birthday. Um, not my birthday itself, whole lots of other events, but the time surrounding my birthday that weekend was pretty, pretty great. I got to uh, bake cupcakes with my girls do the frosting and we did sprinkles and graham cracker crumbles and it was just a really good fun family time with nice. my girls how about you what's been good in your life since the last time we recorded uh well i think probably well the biggest thing is just getting my internet fixed which i know is one of these first world problem kind of things but the last time that we were recording my upload speed was like 0.2 megabits per second. And it caused us to cut out three times. And it was just kind of embarrassing. And I felt bad. 
and I was supposed to record with Sean Capri and you know, that couldn't, we couldn't do anything with that. But then I had someone come out and it all seemed to come down to the fact that the, the line from the cable company was hitting this box in the attic called an amplifier, which is to help regulate and maintain the signal that kind of goes in and out. But it's also a part that takes that signal and divvies it up to the different ports that are in the house for having you know TVs and all that jazz. Well, we don't have cable TV anymore. So we have these jacks that are in the bedrooms or in the living room, and we have no TV connected to it. It's just the internet. So the guy took that amplifier box out and my upload speed jumped up to like a steady 40 megabits per second, which meant that I could go back and do streaming and have zero drop frames. When before I was getting 50 to 60% drop frames, even when I was reducing the frames per second and reducing the bit rate. So it's made a world of difference. So I have started streaming and I'm streaming, uh, try to stream every day starting at 8 p.m. Central. So if you guys want to check me out, twitch.tv slash mathman1024. Now a bit of you know, reading my Bible at the beginning and then switching over to either doing some math stuff or playing video games. I think this might be a good chance for me to get some focused game playing in and play some of those games that I've had from bundles that have been sitting in my library for so long. I'm just trying to get a feel for what these games are. Are they worth me playing? And, you know, drawing in more people and also trying to point people to our Backlog Busters podcast. Good deal. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of selfish that it's like me and not what's going on with my family, but it's just, you know, it's been fun. That's all right. It's the thing that's making you the happiest at the moment, and it doesn't always have to be your family. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else been going on for you? I mean, you had your birthday, so you turned the big, what, 3-0? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> definitely not Definitely not 38. Surely not. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, um, aside from that, um, I've spent less time working on uh, drawing and and beta testing for, for Braver, and more time actually playing some games. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about those here in a little bit. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot else to say on on that matter, really. Well, we'll go ahead and start talking about the games we've been playing. We can just kind of go back and forth, just a conversation about, you know, what we've been playing until somebody else pops in here. Skinny if Matt. If we're lucky, you know, yeah. Mutant League football might be more important. Who knows? But we know that, we know that people have... You know, family's in town and or work is, you know, taking up a lot of time. So the family time that you do have is very important. So we're not, you know, holding that against anybody whatsoever. True fact, true fact. So <clears throat> I have been playing, of course, more Dead by Daylight because I'm not a complete person in my life at this point if I don't play more Dead by Daylight. And <laughs> so... Uh, one of the, the gifts that I got for my birthday from my son was the latest DLC, which is the second chapter for Resident Evil. So it gives us uh, Wesker as a playable killer, and then Rebecca Chambers and Ada Wong as playable survivors. So nine brand new perks, lots of big fun with that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play Wesker yet, 
I've been focusing on uh, leveling up my survivors. Because I play survivor more often than I play killer. Killer is kind of stressful, but... Uh, I would, think survival, I would think that Survivor is more stressful than Killer. Yeah, you'd think so, but it isn't. Because when you're playing as the Killer, there is one person on your team. And if you make a mistake, there's nobody there to pick up the slack. But as the Survivors, there's four people on your team. So if you make a mistake, there's three other people there to pick up the slack. You can go an entire match without getting any objectives done if your team is like really doing a good job. And that's okay. So you don't have to be always being chased. You don't have to always be working on the generator. You don't have to always be um, healing a teammate. So it's just more relaxed as a survivor than it is as a killer. Just because you don't have as much pressure to make everything happen. Okay. And it feels a lot worse as, as the killer to watch all the survivors leave and feel that failure than to get, <laughs> get hooked and die by yourself. Like it just, it's just that feeling is a little worse. And I don't know. It just feels more like a failure. Cause like when, when you get killed early in a match, you can blame that on a dozen different things. Oh, my team didn't body block for me or the killer tunneled me out. Or, um, you know, I, I got a, a bad map randomized, system so like there's a lot of things that you could shift the blame from yourself and not take accountability for the fact that you're just not very good at looping but uh yeah not so much with killer but it's all on you yeah so do you uh get to play that game with dom is that a game that he um enjoys playing uh we've tried it a couple of times but the disparity between our skill levels is pretty high so he gets picked on a lot uh, by the killer mm. when we play together and it just isn't that much fun for him and he didn't ever really get into it nearly as much as i did like nobody else at my house did okay it would be nice but i don't hold it against him so what else have you been into um pretty recently finished um as dusk falls now that's uh an interactive story game along the lines of a uh, Telltale or Life is Strange or a Dark Pictures anthology or a Detroit Become Human type game. And it's, it was a really good story. Um, the decisions that you make had large impacts on the way that the game played out and what happened to everybody at the end of the story. Um, was lucky enough to have some other people that have been in the community that have played it and talked about their playthroughs. And they would, all of us, every single one of us that I've heard talk about it has had a different playthrough. And I think that that's hmm. super cool from a gameplay des like design standpoint. And yeah, it, it's a, a really good game. And I can't say too much about it without spoiling it. But yeah, I, I highly recommend... Uh, definitely on my uh, game of the year list for games that came out this year that I've played this year. So mm. if, you, if you like those interactive story games, big recommend. It's on Game Pass. Um, no reason not to try it. I finished it in a weekend. Um, chapters are pretty short. There's only six of them. So, so, so what is it called again? It's called As Dusk Falls. So when I hear that name, and it sounds like it is kind of horror themed, 
Is it, it is not. Okay. Have a very strong aversion to to games like that. So, like the the Dead by Daylight, I've seen uh, a streamer, you know, play some of that, and I go, it's interesting from this perspective to see how the game works. I do not want to be part of it, though. Dead by Daylight, in particular, is a horror game for the first five hours. But after that, it's not scary anymore. Like, you know what to expect. And it's just more of a competitive game. Uh, But As Dusk Falls isn't a horror game in any aspect. Okay. So basically, there's a few different characters that you control. And it's about this incident that occurs at this small town on the side of the road. Um, And the, the first character that you play as is Vince. And he's moving across country with his wife, kid, and his dad. And um, they have uh, car trouble. They end up at a hotel for the night. And the other group that you play with, like one of those characters, are thieves. And they rob the house of a sheriff. And they end up at the hotel. And then there's this gun like standoff type situation. And it's all about navigating that situation and trying to get everybody out while you can for the whole, the first half of the game. And it's like really intense and your choices matter and they have quick time events, but like that you can get them done pretty easily and like failing them doesn't mean that you like die. It just changes maybe how the story progresses. So Hmm. like, and this, this game, uh, you can either play on controller or you can use your phone as a controller. And if you use your phone as a controller, you get swipe controls. And so it's a really interesting way to play a game like this where it's, okay, you've got a really quick swipe up, really quick swipe down. And I found that it was more responsive with the, the phone controls than it was with the um, controller controls because with the controller controls, sometimes it would miss my inputs, but I never had that problem when I was using the phone as a controller. Um, Interesting. I want to see, I'm just looking real quick. Hopefully this doesn't mess up our recording to see if this is available on a PC game pass. Mm. Oh, it is. Hmm. Yeah, I think so it's on the contr- Go ahead. I, I think it's on everything. So and and, mo- and like cloud and sometimes it's just on console. So I might have to um, give that one a try, and maybe I will um, try to give that one a go at streaming sometime. That you know, with that game, you can play with your community. They have a broadcast oh. mode, so that they can vote along with you. Uh, the people oh. that are watching. So it's a really cool interactive game in that way. And you can have up to eight people participating in the vote. Interesting. Well, I think I'm going to have to, you know, try that. Maybe, well, I'm not sure when I'll try that, but yeah, that would be a, a fun little thing to, to add. Like I said, like with this, you know, with the streaming that I'm doing, you know, I've got like 300 or so games from Amazon games that I guess I, I own, you know, kind of. You know, the, it's like the free games from the Epic Game Store. I've got some of those too, and yeah, I just want to kind of play through those. But there's also all these games on Game Pass, and you know, might want to give those a, a bit of a go too and see how they see how they are. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I also feel have to remember I have a limited bandwidth. I I've been trying to focus on games that I own, but I just keep hitting walls with with the games that I've been trying to play that way. Um, but since I finished up As Dusk Falls, I really wanted more of that type of experience. So I've been playing Life is Strange, which I've played through before, but going back through it a second time and just seeing all the, the little sprinkled in details as you're trying to mm-hmm. solve the mystery of the game is, is really cool. And also I can make all of the choices that I wanted to make, you know, that didn't work out quite as well for me the first time I played it. So it's, uh, it's a really nice experience to go back and play it through it a second time. And it's been years, so I don't remember everything. It's like the perfect time to replay a, a game like that. Nice. Well, I have been playing, and you get my book, I haven't been writing down in this as often as I should have because I'm not playing every day because I don't have time to. Um, I've played a bit more of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm almost done with the first island. Now, re- remind me, which which setting is that? Greek. Ancient Greek. Okay, okay. Origins is Egypt, I believe. I also have that one downloaded, but I've never started that one. So it's kind of weird because I had started playing it like two years ago. And I played for not even an hour. And then I stopped. I think my kids were coming in. I was like, okay, well, I don't want you to see me like stabbing people. And so I just put it away, put it down. And I finally just picked it back up again to, you know, play on the Series X. And it's, you know, it, it's good. I had a few issues because I didn't remember what the controls were. And I thought, surely there's a run button. Because I just remember, I thought being able to run or dash or do something in Black Flag, which is the Assassin's Creed that I've played more than anything else. And so I was in a, a village and people walking around carrying pots and stuff, having these fake conversations. And I press a button. I thought, well, maybe it's the right trigger that will be my run button. But it was a button that does like this fancy sword swing. And I like killed this dude who was just sitting there on his little carpet, minding his own business. And the people, the villagers just saw me and they just screamed and ran away. And I'm like screaming at the TV screen. I'm sorry. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I don't think that was as a defense, honestly. No, no. I'm like, oh gosh, all these guards are going to be coming down on me. But they didn't. So the last Assassin's Creed that I really played through was two. So are you able to go and find like a group of people to hide in or a bench to sit on so that you can like get away from them and like blend into the crowd after something like that? Or did they remove that mechanic with the newer? I don't know if there are crowds, but you you still have the, you know, the bushes that you can hide in um, other different elements that you could like hide behind or try to disguise yourself. And they did that in Assassin's Creed 4 because that was that was my entry into the series, and the whole thing about you know walking with a group of people to disguise yourself, you know that was definitely present. But yeah, no. So um, honestly, is it's good. I really want to get. I'd like to play some more of that. Um, but our friend of you know, I would say our friend of the show, our friend in the show, Skinny Matt, gave me a copy of Arcade Paradise on the Xbox. And I don't think I've 
don't think we've had a show since um, that's happened. So if you do you know what Arcade Paradise is? I've seen Matt play a little bit of it, but I was playing Dead by Daylight at the same time, so I didn't see a whole lot of it. But it did look like it had some really strong like 90s aesthetics going on. What's oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the racing game he was playing? So your dad is is basically giving you this, well, not given, but he wants you to run and manage a laundromat. But there's this little back room, and you s- see in there that there is like an air hockey table. And you do stuff in the laundromat, like you, you do the laundry, you, know, you grab a bucket of laundry, put it in the washer, and then you'll, your watch will tell you, okay, now it's time to go into the dryer and tells you when it's done with the dryer. And so you kind of go through that and you earn money. So the faster you do that, you know, the less time clothes are left in the washer or the dryer, you know, the more money you get. I don't think that's how laundry mats work, but okay. Right. And you also go around and you pick up trash. And once your trash bag is full, you go out to the dumpster and throw it in. And if you get it, the meter at the high point, you get more money. It's like gamifying all these little things that you would do. Sometimes the toilet gets backed up. And so there's like a, a mini game involved to, you know, defeat the toilet and earn, you know, points or whatever. And that's, it's just a fun little take on that. But the whole idea is that you are taking the money that you get from these chores and you apply that to purchase new cabinets, new games. And they are all like these really weird takes on classic arcade games, but with a combination of some of the more modern stuff. So there's a Pac-Man clone called Racer Chaser, but the text is like Grand Theft Auto. You are driving around a yellow car as opposed to Pac-Man, and you're running away from cop cars as opposed to ghosts. Um, okay. It's not, it's not my favorite. Um but the things like if if a ghost hits you, no, sorry, if a police car hits you, then your little guy gets out of the car and you have to run around until you get get into the next car and it tells you where you're supposed to go. But they have clones for um there is a vector based tank um shooting game. There's a game called I think Wood Girl Junior, which is based on a um I actually have this game on the Switch. I can't remember what it's called, but you're like chopping down a tree and you have to avoid branches as you go up. There's one that is very similar to Outrun, but kind of futuristic. There's a DDR clone. There's one that is based off of, um, but I don't want, I don't want to say Bejeweled, but off of Candy Crush. And How do you the do more the you DDR the, clone in this game? You're just you know, pressing the, using the left stick or the arrow or the control pad to match the arrows. It's really not that good. I was well, excited to get it, but I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. From the Mario Mix Master, I'm not surprised you're disappointed with a, a knockoff version of a DDR game. Does it at least have yeah. good music? No, that one doesn't. No, they're like some of the That's games. The one like, thing you have to nail in that game is music. <laughs> I know, but it's there, there, there are three songs, and it's just like, man, I can't wait for this song to end because. I want to get over. I want to want to get this over with. Uh, but like in each game, there are objectives to hit, and once you hit all those objectives, your machine is going to make more money. 
And the way the game is supposed to go is that your arcade machines are your big money makers, not you doing laundry for $30 a perfect load, but by having a really popular arcade machine. You can change the cost per play. You can change the difficulty of it. And the more you play it, the more popular it's going to become. So it's like a really neat idea and mechanic behind that. The way it just kind of gamifies every little thing that you do. So do you still do the laundry as you're playing at the point that you're at in Arcade Paradise? Sometimes there are daily objectives that give you a different type of currency that's used for certain special upgrades. So if it involves me doing laundry, I'm going to do it. Otherwise, I'm at the point where I have a good dozen different cabinets. So I'm just going to go back there and work on playing those because those are like, there are some games there that are actually quite fun. There's this one game that has this three quarters overhead perspective and it's a, it's a fixed map and you're running around. It's almost like a twin stick shooter controlling with the left, aiming with the right, but using the right trigger for shooting. And it's just like wave after wave of zombies and you can upgrade or find different weapons like a shotgun or a little Uzi to, you know, just make it easier to, to kill them. And that one is actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's some that I've spent quite a bit of time on. And definitely a lot more fun than just playing around with the, with the laundromat. I should hope so. <clears throat> no one likes to do chores, even if you get paid obscenely for them. Can you imagine if a load of laundry costs 30 bucks? Yikes. Well, you're getting paid $30 to do it, so I, maybe maybe that's what it is. You're running the laundromat, people are paying you the money to do it? Probably yeah. Not. Nobody who's using a laundromat is paying $30 a load of laundry. I'm sorry. That just, it's not happening. <laughs> well, maybe you're not like the people who get all their laundry dry cleaned. Just drop it off and have a place to do it. Okay. I've, I've that would be that different. could be a thing. Uh, that would be different than what you're describing. Anyways, have you tackled anything else since the last time? Well, like I said, with the streaming, I've been playing some games that I have never touched before. And one of those was Rogue Legacy. Have you played that or heard of it? It sounds familiar. If, if, I, if I remember correctly, it's like you play as a hero. When that hero dies, like their ancestor comes and takes the place. And it's like a, a roguelike. Am I, am I remembering that right? Very much so. Like where we get that whole idea and conceit from is from Rogue Legacy. But when you choose your, you actually get to choose your descendant. And I didn't really understand all that was going on at first. It's like, oh, I'm just pick a random person. And they actually give you what the traits are for the character. If they are a paladin, if they are small, if they're big, and how their hit points and mana points are different. So some of them, like one of the characters I played as had very low attack, but a lot of HP. Another one was very strong, but then his HP bar was hidden. There was one oh. character that I played who was nearsighted. So everything that was like a certain radius away, it was all blurry. Well, I would hate and then that the next a lot. Time I, <laughs> and the next person was farsighted. So anything that got close to you was all, everything close to you was just very blurry. Oh gosh! It's How just are you so weird to fight you... anything? <laughs> I mean, you can you can still see. It's not that you can't see the stuff. It's just 
it's really just most more like an aesthetic choice that things are blurry, but you can still see where to attack. But you know, each round you're supposed to be collecting gold so that you can upgrade your you know certain permanent upgrades like for your health, for mana, or unlocking new um, new jobs, a new or new classes for your characters. But the thing that I found out almost a little bit too late is that every time you die, those costs are more expensive. I thought it was going to be, oh, it's 150 gold to improve my hit points. I died and then it said 160. I went, well, that's not fair. So part of me thinks that I may just need to completely restart everything So now that I know how the money system works. But it's a, okay. it is interesting. It's got good controls. It's a pretty tight platformer. I've died way too many times. But it's uh, overall been fairly enjoyable. Unlike the game that I played last night. Well, I, I saw you play a little bit of that. Well, I don't remember what it was called, though. It might as well have been called Slug Cat Gets Killed. <laughs> it's called Rain World. And Rain World is one of those games that I picked up through Amazon Games. The character moves like a slug. And he has these cat-like animations. Like he'll jump up and grab, um, I guess like a butterfly, and eats it to gain energy. I couldn't really get a good sense for what I was supposed to be doing in the game. It didn't really seem to tell me what I was supposed to be doing. And again, the and this is really bad, but the controls were really sluggish. The character just did not move nearly as quickly as I would like for him to. And he almost looks like Ori. And, you know, playing Ori and the Blind Forest was such a fantastic platformer. He controls so well, so smoothly. The animation is fantastic throughout. And it was really a joy to play that. This game was not. I did have someone pop in on the stream who said that they had played it several times. They knew all the stuff about it. I was like, well, that's great. I don't know that I'll play it again, though. But you know, th thanks for stopping by. Now, maybe it gets better at the 10-hour mark. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think so. You're not going to see <laughs> me playing that to the 10-hour mark. <laughs> uh, that's something I've been hearing about a lot of JRPGs lately. I've been hanging out in the there's a JRPG um, Reddit, page, Reddit list or whatever. Uh, no Reddit lingo. I'm hanging out in the JRPG Reddit, and people are saying, well... I started this game, and when does it get good? And they're like, oh, at X number of hours into the game, it usually gets pretty good. I'm like, I don't know if I got that kind of time to invest in a game before it gets good. You know what I mean? It better have a good loop going from the very beginning if you want to keep me involved. Now, if you say that the story gets good after 10 hours, that's fine as long as the combat is engaging and it's fun and I can level up and I can feel like I'm making some kind of progress. And, and that's just kind of my take when it comes to the, the story element. But if you say that you don't start enjoying enjoying the game until 10 hours in, uh, I have if I have 10 hours like that, I'm probably going to spend that elsewhere. I mean, I want to be done with a game by 10 hours at this point in my life. I don't want to just be getting into a game and do 10 hours in. With the exception of Dead by Daylight, I actually looked, and I have, <laughs> I have over 900 hours in that game. Good uh, heavens. Yeah. And, and, and when did you start I, playing it? Uh, 
when did I get my Xbox One? Uh, 2019, maybe? Okay, well, that's spread out over a short period of time. I mean, three three years, like, you know, 300 hours a year. I, the game that I've spent the most time in is Civilization V, but that's been, it's like 350 hours spread out over 10 years. Look, we don't want to get into what my most played game of all time is. Okay. Oh, I know what yours is. <laughs> it's got to be Mario Maker, right? No. Mario Maker doesn't even come close. Mario Maker does have more than Dead by Daylight, but not probably for much longer. It's as actually Final Fantasy, Fantasy 11. Okay. By a lot, a lot. I had hundreds of days on multiple characters worth Good of grief. gameplay. But that's kind of that's an MMO too, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you could go. Yeah, we... Go ahead. I was gonna say when you get into the to the online component, I think that's where you can really sink your time in because I think at that point, it doesn't really seem like to me it wouldn't seem like you're really wasting your time if you are able to interact and connect with other players. And all three of my biggest, most played games have an online component to them. Dead by Daylight, I'm nice. playing with new players all the time. Final Fantasy XI. It was just that game that hit between, you know, um, finishing high school and, and starting college. So I was just like, this is the prime time to, to get into a big MMO. And so I played that a ton. And then Mario Maker, I would make levels and I would share them to streamers and watch streamers play them. And like, when that first started happening, that was the most surreal thing to watch something that i created be played through explored and enjoyed by other people and just to get that it was it was like a, a high like oh my gosh somebody really likes what i did and it pushed me to keep going but uh yeah it, it those are the games that add up a lot if, if i were going to look at a game that i probably put the most time into that doesn't have an online component it's probably Probably Skyrim, because that's another like huge open world game where you can do pretty much anything. And I've done multiple playthroughs of the game, and I still haven't done everything that the game has to offer. But I've done a lot in in Skyrim. Well, speaking of not having a lot to offer, how, how are you doing, sir? No, no it's good. good. I can hear you. I, I had to reinstall all my good grief and everything. So yeah, I, was, I saw you oh, pop yeah. in good several times. minutes ago, and I was like, "Hmm, he's gonna be here soon," and then it was gone. Yeah, it, it didn't want to detect my mic. Like the computer didn't want to detect it when I got it fired up. I it, sometimes that I happens. It sucks. So we've yeah. been talking about what we've been playing. So I guess now we're, you know, if you want to jump in, talk about like what's been your favorite thing since the last time we've recorded and what have you been playing? If you don't recognize that wholesome voice, it is right. our friend Skinny Matt. Oh, he was going to let, he's going to make himself known. We have no worries about that. Aww. Yeah, I did notice that strange. My bad. When I there, there, is, there is a backlog buster smell. There's just something about that. Yes, that's at least according to Sean Capri. So, uh, anyhow, 
that's exactly where I was going with that. So uh, let's see. As for something, I, it's just been hectic around here, so I'll just go with that. But as for what I've been playing, it's football season. The only football game mutant I've been playing football is league? Mutant Football League. Yes. Yes. Fired that back up. Going, started a whole new what team? Dynasty, so. Um, Cleveland <laughs> Burns. Of course. Should have known. Yes. Well, when you do the dynasty, though, all your players, no matter what team you have, they all go to the lowest ranking on every category for their attributes. So as you play, get touchdowns, tackles, kills, they start getting points that you can spend. So do you have to do that players. individually, like you know, sign those attribute points to each character? Or does it do it automatically? Okay. You have the choice of either or. At the end of the game, it'll say resurrect and because you have to bring people back you hope you have enough money too to bring them back if they die but like um there's a it'll give you a chance to do it automatically or manually do it you always make it, <laughs> trust me <laughs> um so there's been that and i don't know if um math man if you have talked oh, about I have. what you've been playing but of course i've been doing some sea of thieves but the one i've been playing a lot of is um yeah, we were Paradise. just talking about that and I'm sure that you are, I think you're quite a bit uh, farther so, than I am. I think I just paid for a, even more room. I can't remember because I think I did that and then and then I quit for the night. Brian was just telling me how his favorite is the uh, the Pac-Man clone. And definitely, definitely not a different game that he told me about. <laughs> not mine. It is not the, the GTA Pac-Man clone. When it, says complete, three, when it says complete three levels... For your daily task, I'm like that's not happening. That's not. I'm, I can't even get one. Yeah, you do know. You do know you can shoot yeah. music notes at the place. So I have completed right? two right. levels, but it's been the same level. So it's. it's I, oh, I just I hate can't it. Even get past the first level. I just given up on it. I've I, no, no, but the the, the, zom- the zombie the, shooting uh, one. There's been. A, I, Go ahead, zombie shooting one. Yeah, yeah. The the I can't, I can't, that I can't remember what that one's that called, one's but that one's time. actually like. Zompocalypse, what is it, Zom, crap, Zom, Zom yeah. something too. But whatever it is, that one's actually fun to play. Yeah. That's the uh, twin stick shooter. And he was, he was raving oh, about how not fun the DDR knockoff game was. <laughs> and how yeah. it doesn't even have good music. I don't like it. It's not, they're not knockoffs. They're just clones. And I, they're, it, come on, the, for them to take the time to make all these individual games sure. inside an actual game is I mean, it say is some of, clever. I'm sorry. I Let's insulted the game. I apologize. No. Yeah. But I'll say that some of, some <laughs> of the games, some of the games are actually quite fun and hold up really, really well. But then others are, okay, I'm going to play this to get the goals and then I'm, I'm going to be done. Do they have any beat em up clones? Yes. And uh, I've. Yes, I'm aware that there's one. I don't have it yet because I've. Uh, on mine, I've expanded the. I've reduced the size of the, la- of the laundromat. And now I am trying to invest so much money. Someone's asking me to invest money. So we're going to see how that goes. So, yeah. But what's fun is have you gotten any of the emails where you have to look yeah. for a vector attack? Which is a 
looks like the old 70s 80s just green line game when you're a tank yeah so i figured out the tr- the p- rotating the, the turn around i figured out the trick the with that is that when you get the email saying oh i see that you're playing this game i well i challenge you to beat my high score anybody who's playing anybody who's playing the game yeah Don't all you need to do is one. just go one step above that because if you say oh, i'm going to really beat the score so if the high score they want you to beat is 33 helicopters shot down and you somehow get 60 they're going to want you to do yeah you're done just for the rest of them I actually ran into that on the the wood girl or the wood gal junior game I got really excited like I'm going to crush yes. that score and I went stupid die now and then get the email yeah I need 100 I think I'm up to like 150 on or 160 yes and what by the way, we're talking about these games, and everyone's like, huh? <laughs> Woodgall Jr. is just, it's almost like a, I'll be honest, it's almost like a mobile game where you're supposed to be cutting down a tree, and you're hitting left, right, left, right. Like, as you hit, the tree starts coming down, and the branches drop, so you don't want to get hit by the branches. So you just push left, and she hits on the on the left side of the tree. If you hit right, she jumps to the right side. But there's a time meter that keeps dropping, and it, like pretty much it don't take much for it to drop to nothing. So you're pretty much trying to go all reaction, just like left, 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 right, 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 tap, 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 tap. Because if not, you're just gonna run yeah. out of time. Because that meter drops like a rock. I enjoy playing that, that the version of that game on yeah, the Switch because so you, you could do up to four player competition. So I would do that with my sons. By the way, I haven't found out the name of that zombie attack. That's all right. I don't know. But I've been crushing the achievements on that game too. So um, I got the one for the uh, spoiler alert. I highly, if you, I recommend passing out in the bathroom. Was that the achievement picture you shared in the Discord? No, that is not Ah. that achievement picture. The achievement picture I got was uh, the toilet, was the one for inflicting, was it 10,000 or 100,000 damage to the toilet? Now, out of context, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> but um, what happens, the toilet clogs, and they, they gamify everything in it. Basically, so I haven't described this very well. Anyone doesn't know, the game starts where you're, you're running a laundromat. And you have, like, in the back room, there's, like, maybe two or three arcade games. And your dad's making you run the laundromat. So you go in, you have to, like, clean the pick up the trash. And when your trash bag gets full, you walk it out to the dumpster and it has, you hit the button and there's a meter and then you throw it in. It's like, Oh, gnarly and stuff like that. They just really go into that. Um, there's gum that'll be around and the meter goes. And when you hit it to grab the gum, it'll say fight. And the meter is going, you're trying to obviously hit the button at the top of the meter to do the most damage. Um, they actually call them secret packages. Cause every time you get a piece of gum, it says, increases the number of secret packages you found so i'm only guessing what happens when you find 100 just because let's see how you know um you also have to worry about your uh hopper on your arcade games and the token what's machine the, the laundromat getting full and oh, okay. take money <clears throat> what's that yeah the coin hoppers uh the toilet clogs so when you have to go fix that you have to rotate your stick to find quote the sweet spot, then you have to hit your trigger and keep it. You don't just call conquer damage. You can take and out the great mighty poo for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's fun defeating the toilet, but, uh, and then you're doing laundry, but long story short, as you play, you'll start accruing more money. You buy more arcade games. You get options to expand the arcade. They put it into the plot. I'm not going to go too much into the plot of it, but uh, it's just, 
a lot of times as you play the game, the arcade games, they become more popular. So they make more revenue as well. And then each game has like three different achievements in it, or well, I shouldn't say three, they have multiple achievements. And if you meet those achievements within those games, they become even more popular in addition to that. Then there's a certain point where you'll open something up where you can get sterling pounds. And that's when they give you, uh, how do they say it? Your, your to-do list, you get three tasks to do for the, the, the day. And if you do those things, you get sterling silver. And then that's the stuff you can buy to up pretty much upgrade you or yourself because you can buy shoes. So now you can sprint and set in your options so you don't have to hold it in. You can toggle it where you always sprint, by the way. Oh, that's I was wondering about that because um, that's why I haven't bought the shoes because I don't want to have to yeah. press in the left stick. I hate pressing in sticks. No, go into your go into your options once you get them. It'll, it'll give you a chance. So instead of holding it, it turns it to a toggle. So you can touch the stick, the, tap the stick in to turn it on. And See, I would rather hold it. it makes me feel like um, I'm uh, actively participating in the activity and doing something versus it just happens. Oh, you're actively participating. You're, you you got to wash laundry and you got to take the clothes, put them in the washer and your phone, your phone. First off, this game is supposed to take place in like the 80s or 90s, and it bleed, it's bleeds 80s and 90s nostalgia. It's just all over the place. Um, even everything in the music, because you'll eventually get a jukebox, and all the music's like 90s-esque girl R&B group, grunge rock. There's a song that's very sounds very, 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 very similar to... Um, Oh my god! I forgot who sings "Insane in the Membrane." My, I've even seen them live many years ago. Oh shoot! Um, everyone's yelling at me. I've I've seen them live, and I can't think. As everyone yells at me, that's listening to this podcast. But there's a song that sounds very similar to them, but it's actually all the lyrics are all video game related, so it's actually quite interesting. But all the music's like in the radios and game. But then you eventually get a jukebox and you can start buying songs Cy- to add to the jukebox. Cypress Hill? That'll actually create revenue too. Thank you. Google yes, to the rescue. Hill. That's it. Now Matt's going to be able to sleep well tonight. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's already 1130. Well, not for me. But anyhow, as I just ramble on, I don't know. I, I'm just really enjoying it. You can pick up and play for five minutes. Um, you can play for hours if you want, uh, cause you'll start playing, you'll get to the point you don't need to do laundry. And so you'll make money just from the machines. And another spoiler alert, there's an interview that one of the guys that made the, one of the, I don't know who, one of the designers of the game. I don't know if it was the creator or what he put in, I was reading an interview and he goes, yeah, there's also this thing where you can put this up, this code in this up, up, down, down. Ah, never mind. And that's actually what he says and pretty much says in the interview. So that does. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I can that. do that. And I haven't figured that out yet. So maybe. Where would you normally use that code in every game that's used that code? From no, I know. I just, off of, of the code. I just have the Konami code. I guess I'm not doing it right or I'm missing something. But Well, I'll it's have to keep working too. at that. So I how, how things, much does this game yeah, run, you guys? It was 20. I think it's like 20 bucks. Okay. And I will say that one of the things that is, there's like a good and bad thing is that there is kind of a time limit. So it's a lot like games that have, you know, a day cycle like Stardew Valley. Like you're not going to be stuck in the same day for an infinite amount of time. So if you say, I want to play one or two days worth of, of stuff, 
you can do that and it's not going to take up hours because every second about every second of game time is one minute on your watch so you know just kind of you know figure that in and once it gets to be i think like 11 o'clock at night then the arcade is closed so if you are not yeah so i guess the laundromat closes and then at 2 a.m like you can't play games anymore and you're you need to get to the bus stop so you can go back home and get some rest. So it's just one of those things that I appreciate. So I know that I'm not going to be wondering what am I going to do? Well, okay, well, I'll just have to come back the next day and try something else. What if you don't get to the bus stop? <clears throat> you can pa- you pass out. But it doesn't seem like there's any kind of... Nothing detrimental happens. Like if you were to pass out in Stardew Valley, you're going to lose some gold, you're going to lose some items... But in this one, I haven't really seen that. Like the money that you get, you can put in your safe, which then gives you the funds to use. Like you can log on to a computer and place orders for games or orders to upgrade your place. Uh, check your email, you know, chat with your dad or your, you know, your sister. So it's, it's really neat, really interesting. So if you're playing close to 2 a.m., and you're having a really good run, will it kick you off at 2 a.m. In, in game time, or does it let you finish out the round? I can't remember. I think that up to a point, you can still keep playing a game if you are actively in it. But if you were to exit out of that game, if you were to like walk away from the cabinet, then you won't, ever be, you won't be able to go back to that. Because like all the games, I don't want to say they, they shut down, but you just can't access them. You can see them, and they're running the um, the attract mode, but you can't, you know, actively play them. You can't really do anything. So after two a.m., you either just kind of pass out somewhere, or you catch the bus and you go back home. Gotcha. And he's back. So have you been playing anything else, Matt? Um. Outside, I missed that whole conversation. I apologize for, you know, to see how the sausage is made. I had this go help upstairs with a kiddo. Um, I don't know if you covered everything about the uh, arcade paradise in terms about the Yeah, that's what I just that's what talked I about. Oh, yeah. Well, just real quick, just to let you know, one of those power-ups you get slows down time. Interesting. That's one of the boosts. One of the... Uh, Upgrades. You can slow down time. You can make it. You can get someone that, uh, where your machines. You'll get to the point your machines will start breaking down. They get bugs. So basically, you have to flick cockroaches. You pull the board out and you have to start flicking the cockroaches. PS4 simulator. Got it. Um. Yes, exactly. So, um, but yeah, you'll get stuff where they don't break down as often. The everything doesn't get as dirty quickly because there's nothing more annoying than seeing the trash can there and there's like pizza box, a burger container, and a coffee cup, like, sitting on and beside. It's like the person who parks. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there, I'm playing, I'm like, who the hell doesn't put it in? You're right there. Just It's like the person who parks can. two spaces away from the shopping cart corral, and they just leave the shopping cart behind the car next to them. They can't be bothered to walk, to walk 10 yes, feet. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's the same idea. So let me ask you this. Do you have um, any games that, in your arcade that regularly get a full hopper? Yes. Which, which ones are your most popular ones? Um, I got to think. UFO Attacks, probably the third one. That one gets it every so often. But I, I got to think. Now, I just hired the uh, assistant manager. Oh, okay. He's the hopper, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, the ones, that, the three that I was getting all the time, um, at one point, Woodgal Jr. was because I was going through. There was a probably four to five email challenge from hmm. somebody about getting the high score. So there was a couple of rounds of doing that. Um, vector attack and uh, blockchain. Yeah. Blockchain's really good. That's the puzzle game. Once you learn how it actually works, it is amazing. I could just play. I would <laughs> have it on my phone to play it all the time that game is really good yeah i need Just to play more of that aspects so. uh you know the reason i was asking about the which hoppers get full because you know mine also is ufo assault yes the 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 reverse yeah, I, at first I, didn't, I couldn't figure out you know the timing on certain things or what i was supposed to do and that's like oh okay now i know when i can release another bomb because you just have a bunch of these vertical stacked buildings and ufos slowly moving across from left to right and each pass it makes it gets lower and lower and when you drop a missile you can't drop another one until it um has other i don't know if it's made contact with the building or part of that building has collapsed so you have to be careful with your timing you're knocking out the tall ones first um and i think i could have just kept going and going and going playing that but eventually i just kind of stopped i got to like the 10th level and i think the goal was get through Know, seven or nine waves or something. I went, okay, I've done what I needed to do and I need to probably do some laundry. So, well, I, I don't even like, touch laundry anymore. Unless, unless it's, unless it's a, a daily objective. Unless it's like a to-do list. Yeah. Daily. If it's on the to-do list, I'll do it. I'll learn that. No. And just to give you, I'll, I'll, I'll 15 seconds, spoiler alert. If you get that Konami code to work in that game, your washers and dryers turn gold. And you always get an S rank when you do laundry. So if you're that far in the game, doing the Konami code ain't going to do anything other than giving you an achievement. All right. Well, maybe I should uh, restart the game. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can still get the achievement. Come on. And a side note, because I was worried about, because I want to go through and start beating the game. And still, I'm not going to like, because I've been focusing too much on the little side things with the arcade games. Um, I learned that once you, quote, finish the game you can still go back and you can still play go into the arcade and do all the stuff to get all your additional achievements because i was worried you'd have to knock out all your achievements because once i was worried like once you finish the game that's it but i've been told that you can still go back in to play the game the arcade games to get all your achievements because there's a bunch of actual xbox uh or playstation achievements or steam achievements i would say switch achievements but they don't put them in the switch so but there's a bunch of achievements. The game probably tracks them the in games. Switch versus the external system, but yeah. Yeah, that gives you, that's like playing Dragon Quest when you oh you've clued in this you oh you've done this achievement. Okay. It doesn't Where's, actually but you Go ahead, Mike. It doesn't actually give you like a list of achievements in Dragon Quest or Switch. I think so. I think it does. I never really looked because there's no point because you don't get anything for it. You're not getting any game. Well, and another reason, like I don't think they pop. I don't think they would show up on 
your game, Matt, because you don't actually play it. So let's look. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that does make a difference. You got to actually play it for that. So, so do you want to quickly talk about um, what you hope to be playing in the future? And then we'll get to all of the questions that we have from our community. Okay. Uh, what I'm hoping to get into, um, once I finish Arcade uh, Paradise, I want to jump back into, I've never actually played the DLC for uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. The Donkey Kong thing? So I do want to get into that. The Donkey Kong DLC. I have that. I, I would like to jump into that. I say I want to jump back in the Dragon Quest, but then I get mad at myself. But I'll be honest, the hardest thing is the lady upstairs has taken over my Switch a lot again. So... But I just introduced her to that Disney Dream Valley, Dreamlight Valley, that Dreamlight Valley. So I might be able to get that back, get my Switch back. But um, but I've also been thinking about jumping into. I just installed a Shadowrun uh, Returns off Game Pass. So I kind of want to check that one out. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but it's on Game Pass. What do I have to lose? Just your time. <clears throat> It's I, I read I looked it up. You can beat it in like twenty hours. Yeah. Well, that seems you weren't like here for it, but I was just saying I want a game to be over by ten hours. So you can do that in Arcade Paradise if you just mainline the go- the story. Probably. I mean, probably. But you miss out on all the fun. So what you're saying is you're not gonna you're not gonna play Wasteland Three. That's the other one I'm trying to. I'm thinking about jumping back into. It's definitely not on my radar. <clears throat> Uh, one of the things that I did that I didn't mention earlier is I compiled a list of all of my digital Xbox and physical Xbox games and physical Switch games for my backlog. And I haven't gone any further than that, but that way I can keep track of what I have and what I've finished and hopefully use that list to motivate me to play different types of games and not just focus on the same handful of comfort games that I keep going back to. Uh, I- I don't know. Yeah, what nobody you else mean. has that problem, right, guys? Sea of Thieves, what? what? <laughs> no, I don't know anyone who just plays Sea of Thieves all, all the time. Because all the mirrors in your house are broken? No, Well, I think we're going to try to get back into maybe playing some more Assassin's Creed Odyssey and uh, Rogue Legacy. I think that'd be a fun one to do, to do. And tonight on stream, I was doing Battle Chef Brigade, and I've started that one twice oh, already. Wow. And I think maybe if I just kind of stick to it and do it on stream, maybe I'll go a little bit further than just you know the first day, because the the mechanics yeah. are, are really fun. I agree. That that is a good one. But I, I just hate that it's still sitting there, and I really enjoyed it, but I haven't gone back to it. And I did pick up, so I kind of went on a spending spree with game credit that I had. So I picked up three Pacross games because they were on sale. And I picked up the Cuphead DLC for the Xbox. I know I already have it for the Switch, but it was on sale. I still had some Xbox credit, so I just went ahead and pulled the trigger so I could have it on the Xbox, which... But you have cup. You have Cuphead on the Xbox. Yes. So, right? so I have that. Okay. Well, it's okay. not just on the Xbox, but it also plays through the Xbox app on my computer. So it's just like it 
sees it with the PC as yeah. me owning it. Yep. And it's really fun because the load times are almost non-existent compared to what they are on the Switch. I can imagine how they are on the Switch. Because well, when I sometimes pop on my 1S upstairs, it's a little like... I yeah, I was watching uh, Ryan race Caleb, and Caleb was <laughs> yes. playing on the Switch, and Ryan's load times were instant, and Caleb had like such long load times. And it was interesting the way that it turned out anyway, but um, yeah, that was a thing. What do you mean interesting the way that it turned out? Who who won that that race, Ryan? Oh, I did. I I don't want to say I destroyed him, but I think at the end I had I think I finished the game with nine deaths, and he must have gotten hung up on some other stuff, and he just kind of kind of fell behind. Um, but you know that was that was fun to do to do a race against him with that. You know what? I wonder, and I'm going to put this out here. I wonder if there is anybody in our community who also really likes to play Cuphead. That'd be a fun challenge to, you know, compete to see who could get through Cuphead the fastest and do it on a stream. That'd be fun. I I have it. I play it every now and then. I need to play it more, but I'm not any I've never completed it, so yeah, I yeah, I don't know the patterns yet. So. Well if you ever want any advice or any hints, I'm not gonna, not really hints, but strategies i can tell you what i do i'm more than welcome to to share that and what i do doesn't work for everybody I, I what i do is i approach that game like an old nes game i play it and i try to figure out the pattern and then just go off of that well i'll also say that sometimes the the loadouts are very important depending on who the boss is yeah you can figure i that you can pretty much i can generally figure that out after one or two attempts on a boss you can get an idea as much as I like using that spread or whatever they call it, but sometimes you don't just want to use even, the homing shot. You can do that, but the down, there are two downsides to that. One is that the attack is so low compared to everything else. And two, if you happen to be aiming off screen, those bullets just go off screen and they never return as compared to the roundabout, which you could be on the complete edge of the screen facing away and it's still going to cycle back. So that'd be a good one for that uh, matchstick guy, right? Because he's chasing you. <clears throat> the problem with that, and that is a weapon that I used for probably the first time that I did beat him. The problem that happens with the last phase when he is spitting out fireballs that if one of your projectiles hits it, causes the fireball to split into the four cardinal directions. So when you're using the roundabout, you kind of have less control about where that's going to go and when that's going to hit the fireballs. So for me, I use the lobber because that one's going to be more close range. It's slower, it's heavier, it does more damage, but I'm also able to avoid um, the, the fireballs or avoid activating them because I can just stop pressing the attack button and it stops. But if I stop with the roundabout, they're still coming back around and they can hit that, causing those to explode and kill me. Because I've done that way too many times. Here I thought I was smart. Shows what I know. No, it's it's a, it, it's good to to try that. But like I said, there are some bosses that I thought I had the strategy, and then when I play it again, I'm like, nope, I'm going to switch it because this weapon's going to do better for what I'm trying to get done and how quickly I want to beat it. But 
Have you purchased the soundtrack? Yet? Yes. That was through, yes. I got it through Humble Bundle for like $7. Uh, I don't have the DLC soundtrack though, but I can listen to it through Amazon. I don't either. But the original. I got the standard. Oh yeah, the original soundtrack. Uh, I think the kids would say it slaps. Y- yes. And I'll probably should check with, you know, Dead Ninja Dev to make sure. Make sure you get your zoot, make sure you got your zoot suit on when you listen to it too. Yeah. Well, I should, I could also check with, um, well, there's someone else in the podcasting community who I found out um, was a rapper, went by the name of Gold Coin. Just found that out um, today. Delvin Cox. Oh, that's right. You yes, get, if you don't know that, you need to listen to the most recent episode yes. of Play Some Video Games. It turns out that what are you talking about? Are you- the Delvin Cox, his, uh, his rapper name was Gold Coin. <laughs> Don't worry. All Delvin does per my tweet is he just doesn't, he's like a kid. He doesn't listen. He does whatever he wants to do and he's never going to learn. Sounds like he's yeah. living the dream. He still shops a game in his GameStop. What was that, Mike? Sounds like he's living the dream. Always. He's got that mime, so lucky that mime life. Do we want. <laughs> I remember being able to do whatever I wanted to. There was like five. Then I had to. Then I had to grow up. You know, go off to go off to school. And then you never left school. I have not. So I think we should probably check in with the community and see what kind of questions they have for us. But before we do that, oh um, yes, I'd like to let you guys know that I just plan to finish up Life is Strange, and after that, I have no plans. So, no plans. I don't know Not where I'm going to go. More after dead that. by daylight. No plans. Yeah, definitely more dead by daylight. Mm. But that's just always on the plan. An Xbox, right? Oh, was that? You do Game Pass stuff. That, that's free. You don't have to pay for those. Kind of trying to trying to work on my backlog, you know. And I, I'm not doing very good this year. You usually well, I've you, got a pretty full card, but maybe you should take say two to four games from your backlog and throw that out there as a poll. Let people vote for what you're going to do. If you don't own it yet, you know Cooney's on on Game Pass. I do own it on PlayStation 3 digital, which isn't hooked up. I own it on, I own it on switch. That's where I've got mine. I played. Or you can, I, 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 I'm one. I do want to dump more and jump more into. I should admit it when I played, I did fire up Fuga. Melodies of Steel on Game Pass, but I didn't like it. Was like one night, and Lindsay was out having a mom's night, and then the kid was on my lap because he came woke up, and just I just got too distracted and couldn't play it. So, all right. So, what are our questions tonight, Ryan? All right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to first jump into the questions that you know people asked on our Discord. That's right. We have a Discord, so I'm sure that's going to be somewhere in the show notes. I know, and I'm going to say that this is the only Discord that I participate in. This is the only one where I have all the notifications on, and uh, yeah, it's been fun getting to interact with some of our. I'm assuming they're listeners. I don't know. So, oh, this first one, we have listeners. Yeah, trash At least seven listeners. of them. Yeah. So, 
He's one of us. This first one is coming from Blaze Knight's wife, who says, what is your comfort game? Do you have comfort games? What are they? Because that's really all the same there. That's how she she asked the question. I just copied her verbatim. Well, I think I know what your comfort game might be, Mike. No, you don't. What, What would it be? I think your comfort um, game is Hot Shots Golf. No. no. Definitely not. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> that's probably it. When I don't know what else to play, that's usually where I land is on Dead by Daylight, which is probably part of the reason why I have over 900 hours in the game, because <laughs> that's just where I go when I'm comfy. But then where do I go when that game makes me angry? Yeah, that's the tough question. <laughs> to bed, usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> you load up your Wii U, you pop in <laughs> Mario Maker. Uh, nope. I, I can't even upload there anymore, so all the fun is gone. That's what Mario Maker 2 I know, but I don't like making levels in Mario Maker 2 because the way that they changed it is so... Like they did, they did what they had to do for the Switch to make it functional, and it works. But it's not super intuitive, and I don't like it compared to having been able to build levels on the gamepad and then look at the, the TV screen and play, and look back down to edit my level and then back to the TV screen to play. Yeah, I can't. You can't do that on Switch because if you're like drawing to create your levels then you have to get up and put it on the dock to put it back on the screen and it's just it's not as smooth as an experience as the original which is why i always say super mario maker versus mario maker 2 is among my favorites just because it was so much more intuitive to play and design levels and that was the aspect of the game that i liked was designing levels i didn't care too much about playing them just making them (laughs) But outside so, of that, I would say a game that I go back to a lot is Shining Force. Um, oh, I need to get back to it, that. It's a good one. Highly recommend. I have it on uh, a lot of different places, a lot of different uh, Genesis collections. So I, I'm not hurting for choices there. But I, I find myself going back to it pretty often. And then uh, the other one that I go back to... Uh, on occasion is Celeste. And I don't know why I go to these hard games for, for comfort, but that, that's where, where I find my, my comfort. It's it's no cuphead level of comfort, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Matt, I mean, if we were to, I bet we could probably guess at least two of your comfort food games. One of them I haven't probably played in three months, but yeah. Stardew Valley. And That's what I would have said. Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, and then if the kids are playing, well, Stardew Valley, I'd lied. I have been playing that with my daughter on her file. So I'm with my seven year old. So Lindsay, Lindsay and I have dropped off of that because she quit playing because of Dreamlight, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Is that what it is? Yeah. So That's I'm, what my wife's been I playing. It's, too. It's, it's Disney Dead by Daylight Dream Valley. 
No, that yes. would be a completely different game. You you get it's and it's stuck in the world of the Black Cauldron. <laughs> Ooh. The witches and the witches. That is that is not a good. The best parts when they rip the, the best parts when they rip their face off to reveal their witch faces underneath. So 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 that's that a, that's a different version of that Disney game. game where it's all based in the, the super dark parts of the movies or the super dark movies that they made. So there's going to be that great mouse detective version. Yeah, there's going to be the um, that's not a, what is it called? Uh, the rescuers. <laughs> Yeah, Black Cauldron, The Witches. Come on, please tell me you've all seen The Witches. Based off, well, actually, did, they have, did Disney do that off the doll book? I don't remember that. Was that Disney? Was that Disney? I don't know. With Angelica Houston and the kids, and they turned the kids into rat into mice. I can't remember. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar at all. So, nineteen ninety. Hold on. We're holding. What should I hold on to? Please the hold. the laptop, the microphone. No. Hold on. My hello phone. Hold, hold, hold on to to hope. Hold on to your love. Should I hold on loosely? I have to go into the IMDb. Hold on loosely. <laughs> oh boy! I just heard that yesterday. I think. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to so lose what would you say, what, I think I think we might. <laughs> so what would you what would you say my comfort food my comfort food games are? Um, definitely Cuphead. Uh, Which and, civilization, yeah. Matt? Five. There you go. Just make sure we know. Yeah, <laughs> it's five. All right, so uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Any games? So this is from Michael Hughes in the Discord. He says, any games coming up through the rest of the year that you guys are excited for? For me, there's only one big standout that I'm excited for, and that's... Um, a Plague Tale Re- Requiem. Um, I know it's coming to Game Pass, so I'm looking forward to playing that one. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, it's a lot of stealth, um, and I love stealth in games. It's one of my favorite mechanics, and there it looks like they're doubling down on it. So <clears throat> I'm really excited to play uh, Plague Tale Requiem when it comes out later this month. Yeah, no, next month. Next month, because there's no later this month um, because it's September 30th. But yeah. anyways, you get the point. The t- well, you have about another seven minutes until it's October on my time zone. So <laughs> you 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 need to fix your watch, dude. Twelve minutes. Six minutes. What? Twelve. Well, it's why is my computer? I was looking at my computer. Actually, I got, <laughs> my computer says it's fifty. My computer is six minutes fast. <laughs> oh, now you know. Wow! I can't think of anything else. I said one out when I was looking at this Pokemon. year that I know I'm going to get right away. Uh, the The Pokemon uh, Gen Nine games look interesting. I like that they're going to be open world, um, but in in a different way than like Arceus was. I guess I haven't played that either. But like the concept of it. Just being able to go anywhere versus a very linear path in Pokemon makes me happy. So it's not something I'll get right away, but it is something that I want to play at some point. And then stuff that's coming out next year uh, that I'm looking forward to. And did he say just this year? He said just the rest of the year. So I'm assuming. Yeah. So we'll, we'll like skip the next, next year months. part. We'll skip the next year part. Oh, we'll get the next year part 
when we do our end of the year year. episode. And we talk about our games of the year. Next time we we project what we think are, as we think, (laughs) you know, hey, you know what? Wait a minute. No, because we have another episode to do, at least one before the end of the year, where we make our uh, Black Friday projections. That's the thing. So, Matt, what are you most looking forward to for the rest of the year? Honestly, nothing. Not even the Mario Uh, Plus Rapids? uh, I got burned on it the first time as much as I like Mario plus Rabbids. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't think it would do the typical Ubisoft, if I give it by, by December, January, it'll be 30 bucks. It'll be 20, 30 bucks. I'm not paying 60 bucks for that. I'm just going to wait. Wait till it's 15 I, I it, and it includes all the DLC. Yeah. I don't know if I wait that long, but I'll get it. I'm not paying $60 for it. I'll, I'll find it. For, I'll find it for 30 or 40 bucks within a couple months. So, but I mean, I'm I'm interested in it, but it's definitely not a day one purchase because it's going to get Ubisofted and never buy. Hi, folks! Never buy an Ubisoft game on day one. <laughs> never do it. You will save a lot of money. Yeah, even if you just if you can wait a week, there's that whole thing about delayed gratification, and just just wait. You're right. Ubisoft once they've been out for a month, Ubisoft puts them on sale. They they'll take ten bucks off within a month, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it only gets better from there. Even less. Yeah, I don't know that I can think of any games coming out for the rest of the year that I am going to be getting. Um, I'm kind of like, I think with you, Mike, I think there are a lot of games that are coming out next year, especially in the first half of next year, where I am ready to jump all over that. Especially one that was announced for March. I think Octopath Traveler 2. There's another game I got to purchase before that that I took a day off in May for. Mm. I actually took a game a day off of work for a video game. It's the first time I've ever done that. You just better hope that your pre-order actually comes in on that day so you can play it. That's why I pick it up at the store when it opens at 9 a.m. See, you just better hope it doesn't get delayed. No, they already picked a hard date. Nintendo picked a hard date. They're not delaying it unless there's some well, that, kind of I mean, that is war true. to come out and have some Hyrulean war to happen. I mean, that, that is look at look at Skull and Bones. Like they set a date, and they never mind. That's Ubisoft. Yeah, that's not Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't even announce a game until it's like they don't even give you footage of it until it's coming out in three months. <clears throat> Metroid Prime Four. That's why they don't do that anymore. Man, what a... They got burned. All right. We got any more questions? Yes. Yes. So uh, this one is from Ergaman. He was asking, so y'all playing Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope? Eventually. Eventually. That, yeah, it's not right now. Uh, again, I don't know when I picked up Mario plus Rabbids. I might have gotten it for like 20, but then seeing I that it included the DLC for 15, I, I was like, ah, well, what a... I pre-ordered that for day one, and I was like, "Oh, it's an." In- I was thinking, "Oh, I know it's Ubisoft, but it's Nintendo. They won't let them drop the price." Yep. I womp, womp. Yeah, I'm. De- I'm not a day one on that one, but it is one I'd like to play at some point. I got to chapter four in the first one before I fell off, so I know I would. I'd probably like it, but I haven't seen anything for it that's like, "Oh my god, I need to play it right now." It just kind of looks like more of the same. And like that's great, but you know that's just not where my headspace is right now in gaming. Yeah, I. It's a ta- It's a ta- It's a tactical 
you know, I'm 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 not going to say RPG. It's not an RPG. I don't know. I, I can think of That's two people sure who have a particular podcast that would call it an RPG. It is it's definitely an RPG. They they call they call Slay the Spire an RPG. So never mind. Let me just. It wouldn't. That wouldn't. <laughs> there wouldn't happen to be anyone that's like uh, some doctor. A doc, you, the doctor and the Canadian some weather guy. Some, some doctor and some dude on a moose giving the weather or something. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. So here's a, another question, and this is coming to us from uh, Twitter at Alex underscore Kiani. They ask advice on starting a podcast or a gaming podcast, especially if one has trouble finding co-hosts. <laughs> you're asking the wrong group help you. guys let you're me tell you that the wrong... yes go ask go go to twitter and go at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants you might have a little more help on that one <laughs> well you're asking the wrong crew all i think i can say is you can always go solo um well that's what edward varnell goes solo um so the insipid ghost goes solo. That retro code goes solo. Does do they both do different solo shows? Our own backlog busters um, podcast account said, "How do you feel about solo shows? And what is your angle? How do you want to tackle a gaming podcast? Do you have a group of friends on Twitter that you talk video games with? How about taking an ad, taking out an ad in the paper?" So those are the uh, the suggestions. I I mean I started. A gaming podcast, but I did it with my son. But it has a particular hook of, you know, the games that sometimes we play together, or just be able to sit down and have a conversation about the games that we are playing, and bringing on other people, who you know, parents and their children, to talk about what they're playing. Um, hey, you've even had the world famous Super Pack on there. I I did. Now I've had Mike on there, and I need to have you. Maybe you can find one of your children to to pop on. If there's enough attention, we've had as young as seven. That's... We've had as young as seven and as old as twelve. So that's the the range that we've done. But yeah, I I think Alex, hey, how how old is your find son? Something... I'm sorry. How old is your son? He's fifteen, and the other one's seventeen. At least for a couple more weeks. So your range is seven to seventeen. He means guess. Well, I, well, Joshua's well, then, not, a, still. he's not, he's a, he's a, a guest starring. He's not always on the podcast, but yeah, Anyways. I would say to, 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 to Alex, you know, find a podcast or find a format that, you know, means a lot to you, whether it's talking about gaming or just anything at all, make sure you know what your hook is and definitely go with, with backlog busters posted. If you have friends that, want to join you with that podcast that makes things a lot easier. So you are not, you know, you don't have to do everything on your own. Yeah. I, I was on one podcast that we got 10 episodes and we were, we only did it on YouTube and it just, it didn't work out because of scheduling. We had one guy work who's in Ireland. There was me who pretty much can't do anything till nine o'clock my time. Cause I gotta wait till the kids in bed. And at the time I was, would say I'll commit to it, but, I will do every other week or monthly. And then we were doing every week. And with my life, it just does not work. Yeah. For Hence, I now, since these poor schlups invited me to ruin this show that comes out that we record monthly, 
but I will admit I've never edited anything. I wouldn't know how to edit. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Probably, maybe I can use audacity, which I have the software and I don't know how to use it. Well, that's what go ahead, Mike. Sorry. With, uh, with, with editing, since you brought it up, that that's the big thing you need to be aware of when you start to do a podcast is that, especially starting out, the editing is going to take you two to three times longer than just recording the show to, to comb through it and find all the things that you need to adjust. And as, as you do it, you can get more efficient at it. And if you can tolerate high-pitched voices, you can even speed it up some. But um, that's not me. I, I don't do that. But I, I know certain other people that do. But, um, yeah, it, that, that's, that's where you're going to lose a lot of your time. But I, I do think that um, having a good schedule and having a good like like set of topics uh, to discuss is, is is really helpful. Um, and we're maybe not the best example for that because we're kind of <laughs> one random topic, what you've been playing, that, that, that's our format. And that's worked pretty well for a few years now, but, um, you know, we're not, we're not going weekly, so... And Grouchy and I like to derail the, sh- derail the show left and right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, oh, if, I wouldn't if, say if, that. Uh, if our podcast had a subtitle, it would be off the rails. So, like, yeah, I I don't have a whole lot more to say than that. But if if you're gonna get into podcasting, definitely be prepared to spend a lot of time editing, uh, especially if you do really long podcasts like we do. Plus, I've also been informed that the more you edit, just the faster it gets. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, I will say that for, gosh, I think one of the last episodes that I did with my son, um, the editing was pretty fast. I usually kick it up to about 1.4, 1.5 speed and audacity. And audacity is really easy to use. Um, I think the problem that we ran into was making sure that I had the settings on the mic right because I kept the, the settings so that it was doing the, the noise reduction stuff but then it would throw things off in terms of the quality and the volume for the recording when we would use the same microphone, even with the bi-directional setting on, he was coming in a lot lower. And since we were recording on the same track, it made it super difficult to edit. But since we've made the change with the microphone, I've it's made a world of difference and I have stopped being so nitpicky about editing. One of the things you're gonna have to get used to is whenever you say, if you use a lot of fillers like uh and um, you either need to learn to cut that out to be okay with that being in the podcast, or you just kind of train yourself to speak in a way so that you cut some of that out. And, but the more you do it, the easier it is to do it. Yeah. I, I do have a lot of respect for the folks that can do this live and they don't have all of those filler sounds. Cause I know that at least when we started, I had a ton of those filler sounds all the time and a lot of like sounds that I would make before I'd start talking that were just they drive me nuts when I go back and listen through it editing and I'm sure it drives <laughs> people nuts when they actually hear it so I apologize after making that sound on purpose for you guys having to hear it but those are the types of things that like I try to edit out when I edit and I'll have to remember to leave that specific one in even though I will hate it but <laughs> <laughs> and and those sounds too yeah but it's, yeah, it, 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 go ahead. Sorry. 
I'd say in, in terms of equipment, um, it like, I, I don't, I, I was, uh, I'm a hardcore streamer streaming one night a week. Um, don't go by the latest and greatest. Don't, I, uh, if you have to, oh, your budget, go ahead and use your head, your earbuds from your phone. But, um, I'm a little picky on some things where it's like, it drives me nuts to see celebrities start these podcasts using their Apple earbuds. The ones that come with their phone, not earbuds, earbuds or Google, whatever with their phone. And they get all these people listening. I'm talking with the mic, not just for the audio. And it sounds like garbage. All right. If you have to do that, start, go ahead. But to get the first mic I ever had, you can go grab a snowball mic for like 50 bucks. They go on sale for $30 all the time. You can find an open box somewhere for probably 20% off. Start with that. It's if you don't actually don't go out and buy it until you know you're going to keep podcasting or streaming or doing something else. Don't spend the money if you're not going to use. You don't want to spend money for something you're not going to use. Um, but I see. Um. Uh. Let me. Um. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. But honestly, just don't go buy the latest and greatest. Um. When I stream, I'm kind of doing. I I admit I do ums, but I'm kind of doing it on purpose a little more now. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah. So anyhow, I started with a snowball mic. I was, when I first streamed, not that it matters, this is a little different, but I had a 20 foot HDMI cable hooked up to my television. I put a, I put a footstool in front of me, put my Xbox on the footstool, stream directly off my Xbox. Have, I still have a, I'm not using it. I still have a Logitech 720 cam. That's, I bought this thing for $12 before the pandemic. And I was using a kitchen light, a floor lamp. I'm sorry, not a kitchen light, a floor lamp for my light. Now I have a $20 ring light, a very nice uh, Logitech camera that's their equivalent of the face cam. And I have a Wave 3. The Wave 3 is completely overkill, but I was looking to get a Wave 1 and I found this cheaper at the time. But you sound so sexy. Listen to the sultry voices of the skinny mat. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I want to piggyback off of what you said about the microphone. I, I asked my wife if I could spend the money to get this microphone because it wasn't a $50 microphone. And she said, are you going to use it? And I said, yeah. And I was thinking really just for doing the podcast, but for recording videos for my students. And I mean, I'm using it all the time whenever I do the, you know, tutoring through zoom. Or meeting with anybody, so I have the mic, and it makes it when you're doing a lot of uh, over the internet stuff with the video calls, it makes a world of difference with the quality. I apologize, guys. I gotta cut out a little bit early. Uh, I have uh, an obligation to take care of. Kind of just came up. So um, thanks for listening. Have a great night. And if for some reason you wanted to talk to me on the line, it would be at Blaze Night Zero Nine Two Three. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. All right, so that's going to do it for uh, for our show today, tonight, this month. I don't even know. Time is fleeting. So thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening to us. Hop on over to the Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Backlog underscore Busters. You can find me, your very own Mathman, at Mathman1024. You can find me on YouTube 
also at mathmen1024 and also streaming on twitch i'll be hitting that up pretty much every night at 8 p.m central i've just i've gone like full force into that so every night every night every night at 8 p.m yes that's what i'm i that's 9 p.m for us eastern folks yes 8 p.m central because what i'm doing in case you want to know my my plan is that I'm doing my daily Bible reading and I switch over to doing math or video games. Hopefully trying to knock off some things on the backlog or just try some new games that are on Game Pass. So that's what I'm doing. How about yourself? For me, you can find me in the discords. Username Skinny Matt. You can also find me on Twitter at Skinny Matt K streaming most Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern-ish. Sometimes Wednesday nights on twitch.tv slash Skinny Matt K. More importantly, right now, if you'd like to, the deadline ended for part of it today for my bonus for the eShop credit. But if you want to donate to my Extra Life campaign, extra da- extra-life.org slash participant slash Skinny Matt K. <clears throat> got some wonderful stuff going on. If I reach my goal of $1,000, I will live stream myself going to the hospital. I mean, doing the one chip challenge or attempting to do the one chip challenge. You're going to do that. If I reach my thousand dollar goal, I need to see how much money I have. I have 20 bucks. So, but I'm that goal is going until I don't want to, I want to say maybe I put the 20th of December. So there's time on that. And I plan on starting to, I'm getting everything set up. I'm going to start streaming my extra life streams now. Even though the National Game Day, I will be in room with all the other podcasters. I'm getting there late because because of my job, something happened where I have to take my stupid civil service exam. The one day of the year I had to schedule that. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to start streaming early for that. And, and then va- finally go meet some people, you know, like that, there's that Sean Capri pants guy, some Nintendo dads and stuff are going to be there. So it'll be a good time. Too bad. The rest nice. of the backlog busters aren't going to be there. Well, well, I'm sorry about that. You know, I just don't have all this money to to spend on that. With well, can't you do the math to figure it out? Well, you know, some of these expenses that have been coming up the past couple of weeks have been, you know, unplanned and not fun. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, check out Extra Life, and uh, yeah, and maybe next year there'll be something really fun at Extra Life. Ooh. Maybe. Secret secrets. Teasers. Yep. That's me. All right. Well, as a, a famous backlog buster who sometimes is on the show would say, peace out and trap her on. But you sound so sexy.